時には昔の話をしようか通い慣れた馴染みのあの店マロニエの並木が窓辺に見えてたコーヒー Hello and welcome to the casual anime podcast The date doesn't really matter because this is gonna be released sometime during Easter I'm your usual host, Frederick, and joining me, as usual, does discussion. Hello, hello, hello. Now,、uh, this was your idea, so you tell me what you just made me watch. Porco Rosso. It's,、uh, it's a story about a、uh, veteran、uh, World War I fighter turned bounty hunter, and he's transformed into a、um, pig. Yeah, he's a fat pig. Rare curse, yeah. Yeah, fat pig. Now,、uh, the reason I'm、uh, putting you through this is because there was a slight scheduling delay that occurred.、Uh, you want to explain why that happened? No. <laughs> so I was playing you were、uh, not video games. In, a, in game when,、uh, when we were supposed to start? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll、yeah. take that as a yes, I guess.、Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right.、Um, This film is about the retired World War I ace pilot who is now hunting bounties, shooting down airplanes. And the strange thing is that there's air pilots or air pirates robbing ships in the Mediterranean because that's apparently a thing.、Um, that seems quite strange, but I guess that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in this universe, at least.、Uh, Do we know why he quit the Air Force? Yeah, because he was tired of uh, killing, uh, killing people.、Uh, do you think it was because of fascism? Yeah. yeah. Th-、uh, that's what they called the、uh, Air Force in Italy fascist Air Force. Yeah, probably. It didn't go too much into detail about that, but that's probably one of the major contributing factors. Yeah, and, the, and he had seen a lot of shit too. Yeah, and the film has its downsides to,、uh, to the story. It, it's not so complete as you would want it to be. Yeah, so anyway, all his heroics、uh, from saving、uh, ships and tourists from、uh, pirates has earned him quite a reputation. He's become some, somewhat of a citizen.、Uh, kind of like,、uh, <laughs> like Batman. Because he、yeah. is a vigilante, he is standing outside the law. What he's doing is technically illegal, but uh, uh, we'll probably get to that. And he's by now made en- enemies of ev- every pirate in the Mediterranean, so, so much so that、uh, they've hired this American ace to shoot him down. And that all culminates、yeah. with、uh, this American guy shooting him down, and、uh, Marco, as he's actually called, having to.、Uh, Rebuild his plane and set out for a, for a rematch with、uh, this American guy. And I think that's basically the gist of it. So, uh, uh, you, you've been, you've been、uh, spouting、uh, quite some outrageous claims about this film, about how this is your favorite Ghibli film.、Uh, you still stand by that? <laughs> no, no.、Uh... Well, it has been some years since I watched it.、Um, I think maybe、uh, 
I was too young when I watched it. I didn't quite understand it so well. Because it's very uh, mature for a Ghibli movie. Oh, do you think so? <laughs> I, yeah, I think at, least kind of the at least the setting. Uh, I, I guess. Yeah, the setting at least. You know, with the nightclub. Yeah. You have uh, uh, singers. Like, I think everything this movie tries to do, I think somewhere else it's been done better. I mean... Uh, when uh, Marco walks into the restaurant with the singing uh, French uh, French girl, I, I didn't immediately get like uh, the Casablanca vibes with uh, when Ingrid Bergman walks into uh, Humphrey Bogart's place or whatever. <laughs> I mean, there's always some place other or some other more iconic movie who's done all the feelings I got in this movie better. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Hmm. And I think that's because I think this is a children's movie. Or, of course it's a children's movie, but I think it's too much angled at children. Even even more so than, for example, Ponyo and Totoro, who are, who are obviously too aimed at children, but do have other elements to them that makes them more appealing to more grown-up audience, I think. Well, I kind of thought it was uh, it was aimed at a more adult uh, viewing, but uh, yeah. Well, I kind of lost it when there is, there's no evil characters in this movie. Not even no. the pirates. They're not even a shred of evil. <laughs> they take like uh, 15 children hostage or something and they treat them so well. They're yeah. like, no, don't walk in front of the gun, please. Don't, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> don't it's stoop like, from the, yeah. uh, from don't, the window. Don't jump from our ship, you might drown. Like, <laughs> these yeah. are seriously some honorable pirates. And this and is why so I thought they're so stupid it's... too, and they're like this comic relief characters, and it's that's mainly why I like. There's their uniform, their uniform gang of clowns with all of the same yeah. expressions, and that's why I say it's a children's movie. Yeah, I, I can see it, but... Uh... But yeah, I see why you might argue opposite, because there is this kind of a love story between... or an unfulfilled love story, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and this is why I feel the end is very rushed. Sorry. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel the end is very rushed, because when after the fighting is done, I thought maybe... We were gonna see uh, Porco going to uh, to fight the fascist guy. Uh, yeah, because the Italian uh, air force is coming to shut them down. Yeah, but uh, that would probably be beside the point. I I know. I mean, everything in this film is kind of realistic, even though he's a pig, which is never explained why. No, it's but like, you get some hints. Yeah, but it's like, uh, it's not like one man is going to take on, on 500 airplanes. It's like, uh, it's all within the realms of realism. And it's probably based off uh, the Red Baron, right? Yeah. Uh, the German uh, fighter who took down uh, quite a lot of allied airplanes. And 
even he didn't take down like 500. I think it was probably just like 50 or something. So, in a realistic perspective, he's, he's not gonna go fight uh, the Italian Air Force. And it's still his yeah. country, even though he doesn't approve of the politics they uh, uh, employed the last uh, last couple of years. Yeah, and this is in middle of uh, World War Two. No. Yeah. I think it's early nineteen forty. I think it's between, probably. Right. Or no, nineteen forty. Really. Yeah. Well, that's kind of interesting. Because you know you get small hints uh, from uh, when they're at the air f the air workshop uh, that all the men have gone out to war or not come back and yeah that's made pretty obvious but they don't say it and he kind of says that they've moved elsewhere because of the depression uh, and I don't know if that's true or not yeah but maybe in this world would have occurred but uh, I guess all the men are out fighting. But I guess this yeah. is also, like, might, they might be too nice to say it, but they might have taken all the men and <laughs> forced them into service because uh, uh, the mechanics who are helping um, helping Marco is certainly opposing the fascists. Yeah. And one of the most interesting lines is that uh, Theo, uh, the young girl who is designer and uh, uh, yeah the main designer of his new airplane uh, secretly hopes he is a spy because then that would mean <laughs> that he opposes fascism <laughs> which he still does but he isn't nothing as glamorous as a spy he's just a bounty hunter yeah a boring guy yeah well he tries to make him out as a boring guy because he was probably a womanizer in his youth, and he he sees that uh, Theo is kind of interested in him. <laughs> Very interested. Yeah, all the, all the ladies are interested in this uh, overweight pig. Yeah, but he don't want anyone, because he thinks uh, no one can love a pig like him. Uh, yes, or maybe he... I don't know. Maybe you don't want love. I don't. Maybe. I'm not quite uh, sure what is uh, what is true love actually is because there are hints that he definitely loved Gina at some point, but I think he gave that up quite a long while ago. Yeah. I think rightly so because his best friend married Gina. <laughs> He's not going to step in there. Even though his best friend died, and I think two other men she was also married yeah. to died. Yeah, two other pilots. So this makes so it absolutely She clearly has a thing for pilots. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you get this uh, Miyazaki thing. Uh, after this, what happened? <laughs> I'm, I'm always wanting to see what happens after the ending is done. I don't know if it's implied that he turned into normal. Because the yeah. last line the American says is that, let me look at your face. And he mm. refuses to show him his face. So does that mean he turned back into normal? 
then we also get this epilogue speech from Theo that they never saw Marco again. So that doesn't exactly support the theory that he turned back into normal. Or that he turned back into normal and then he just blended with uh, everyone because he looked completely normal. Now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that would have been weird, but... Uh, uh, yeah. At least now that I've seen it in uh, in the new time, or uh, I thought it it could have been richer the story. Um, it gives so little to us. Yeah, um, and I think I think one of my main complaints with this is that there's no investment. I spent half an hour watching uh, Marco get shot down, and then re rebuilding his plane, and he didn't even really lose anything because. The only reason he was shot down was that his engine gave out, and he was going to take a break anyway. So he didn't even lose anything. So I'm not really invested, I mean... <laughs> if the American had taken from him everything or something, and then... He had to make some sick comeback to... Make sure Gina was safe or something, uh... <laughs> I would probably more be more invested. Yeah. He does have a very interesting last name, though. And I don't know if we can't probably say that on YouTube because it's going to be auto flagged. <laughs> uh, who? Uh, Marco. Marco. Pagot? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, you know. What's, well, what's that? I, well, I don't know he, what that is. Your, your accent made it. Uh, Okay to say so. That's probably gonna pass. Okay. Yeah, okay. But uh, he's called uh, something else and I think he's given some Italian name in uh, the American dub. Hmm. Rossolini or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Skipping that. Uh... <laughs> so, did you notice something in the in the ending scene? You know, when uh, Theo is flying uh, over the Hotel Adriano? Uh, probably not. Yeah, there's a red plane docked in uh, in the ship harbor, or uh... yeah, that probably means he came back. But that is kind of the wrong place for him, right? He was supposed yeah. to meet her in the garden for, the, for it to yeah. actually mean anything. <laughs> because uh, Marco often comes to hear Gina sing, and it's kind of like a a neutral ground. The hotel that she works, pirates and bounty hunters all converge there. And they've set their differences aside and they listen to great music. And then they leave again and then they're enemies. And uh, Gina doesn't really... or G What Gina wishes is that Marco will, would approach him out... would approach her outside work. Yeah, in the daytime. Yeah, so <laughs> they could share their, each other's affection. I don't know. Yeah, and uh, there's also uh, the animation in this movie. It's standard Ghibli. Uh, I couldn't see anything wrong anywhere. I think he's done better flying scenes in other movies. Um, yeah, but nothing quite wrong. 
Yeah, I think even Totoro's flying scenes were better than these. And that's kind of disappointing. Mm. Um, I also felt they he probably took a lot of knowledge from uh, directing um, Lupin the Third, the castle of something, Cagliostro yeah. or something, because that was like uh, European based too. Hmm. That was his first film too. So, uh, but I don't blame him for that being bad because he had. He had to make a Lupin film, and I don't think Lupin is that interesting. At least to me, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. And the airplane designs. Who the F would want the motor on top where it's so easily shut down? Uh, how much say did you have in the design? Oh, uh. I, I uh, mean, this is this is prototype airplanes, though. Or I mean, yeah. I yeah, but you see the American flying the same airplane he did back in uh, like twenty er years earlier when he flew in the war. Yeah. But you know, uh, the American plane, it has the motor on front. It's uh, much easier to protect it, and much easier to see too. Yeah, I don't know. There was a very a few a few very strange things in this movie. For example, uh, before the last fight, he meticulously counts every single bullet he's gonna put in that uh, machine gun. He yeah. weighs them up. He looks at them. He he spends like a few seconds with every single bullet, and then he doesn't notice that his uh, machine gun is bent because. Uh, uh, his mechanic Theo has been sitting on it all the way earlier. It's like, why wouldn't you check that? I mean, you were so meticulous with everything else. That's just a weird oversight. And it's also weird that his plane is the one with the best handling when he's an enormously fat pig. I mean, <laughs> of course you're going to have trouble taking off and landing. You weigh probably twice as much as anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't I don't really see how how he has so much maneuverability in his plane when he's so fat basically. <laughs> well, no hate. It's a movie. <laughs> yeah, but everything up to this point has been pretty on point, uh, realistic. He's like, okay, we're going to design the aerodynamics. Okay, we're going to take off here. We're gonna take off between bridges. We're gonna test everything. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't fault them for that. Uh, uh, and it's quite a bit comedy in it. You have uh, <laughs> yeah, you have all the, the pig jokes, I think. Yeah, yeah, pig jokes. Yeah, the and pirates, the pirates going, are yeah, gonna an pig absolute roast. joke. <laughs> so, uh, well, it's uh, it's quite an enjoyable movie to watch. At least, if you don't if you don't analyze it too much. Yeah, why did the American have a Hitler mustache? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Overanalyzing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I guess the best remarks are probably the offhand ones. It's like, uh, yeah, he refuses to kill because he isn't in the war or something like that. Yeah. He only wants to shoot the engine because he doesn't want to kill the man. Because he isn't at war anymore. Yeah, and this was um, brought on by uh, the weird scene where in his youth when he uh, was uh, killing Nazis. When he flew up in the sky and he can see the other planes <laughs> flying. Wait, so, wait, wait, wait. I think we're having an historical inaccuracy here. Okay, yeah. Nazis didn't exist in World War I. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, it was a war, yes, but there was no Nazis. Yeah. It was just a divided Europe, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. There were alliances and then a fight History broke out and then the, the, entire, uh, the entire continent got just pulled into this giant war. Yeah. It's been too long since I studied uh, history. I mean, I don't think Kaiser Wilhelm was a was a Nazi. <laughs> no. no, I'm sorry about that. Well... Yeah, that's uh, that's probably fine. I mean, yeah. I think. Uh... I mean, where do you think this is going to fall uh, in your ranking of Ghibli movies? Well, not in the top five, no. But, uh, yeah. yeah uh... I thought rewatching it was ruining it for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, At least the memory. Yeah, so... Uh... I think this is one of uh, Miyazaki's worst works. Um... I think if he could have made a story that wasn't predetermined, it would probably have been better. I think he encountered the same problem with uh, when he directed Lupin. He had a story he had to follow, and he couldn't just uh, branch off on his own. Yeah. Well, we could see it lacking inspiration in... In the ending, at least, uh, it was quite average. So. Yeah, and also, there wasn't. There usually is some kind of a grow, growing up scene in uh, Ghibli, but um, Marco has done all the growing up. He <laughs> he needs to do. He's just a jaded old man, and the same as yeah. Gina. They'll be fine whether they find each other or not. Um, yeah. The person who's kind of growing up is Theo, but she's not really growing up because she's not really in half of the movie. Mm. And she doesn't need to prove anything either. She's just. There's uh, like one second where Marco says, Well, I'm not sure you're up to the job. And then Gina puts down one day or one night of work and then oh yeah i guess you're up to the job i'll give you the chance yeah feel that's all she needed to, oh yeah and that's all yeah. she needed to do yeah yeah it was quite um uh, easy for her to get the job <laughs> but um she she saved it with the 
how old were you when you were uh, going out on your first solo ride? Yeah, and they were also, the same age. She also sticks it to the pirates later. Yeah, and, all, and that was all quite a, good a little too easy. I mean, <laughs> the pirates yeah. are so but, stupid. They're so. Uh... I thought the the pirates were. Uh, uh, they felt like the the guys in. Uh, yeah, help me out. Pirates of the Caribbean. No, 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 no. The two dynamic no, the... idiots who. Uh... The one with the fake oh. eye and who <laughs> is in every film. In the Ghibli movie where you have, uh, where they in the floating city. Oh yes, um, uh, Laputa. The cast, castle in the sky, Laputa. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're probably an homage to them because uh, the pirates in Bokurosso are mom, mamas, something or other, while uh, the pirates in uh, Laputa are uh, Mama's boys, or they refer to themselves as Mama's boys, yeah. like Dola's gang or something. So they might be some <laughs> distant descendants of uh, of the same pirates, and they've gotten even more stupid in the process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. You see that it said Ghibli on the engine, by the way? Or did it say Sibli? No, I didn't quite notice. Yeah. Uh, uh. That was kind of an obvious Easter egg, but... It's kind yeah. of like when they say uh, the title of the movie. In, <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, yeah. and it didn't, it's been done so much now that it didn't do anything. Like, oh, well, there's Ghibli. Well, I guess this is but, a Ghibli uh, film. Yeah. And, um, there's some uh, Ghibli homages in other movies. I saw a Toy Story one where uh, they had a Ghibli doll. Or a Ghibli plush. Oh, yeah. uh, was it a specific character? No, it's what, it was true. Oh, oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Altoro is uh, copyrighted, though, probably, so... Yeah. But uh, Disney is a partner of Ghibli, so uh, that's probably okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, is it uh, G-Kids that uh, is their uh, licensors now? Yeah, I think Disney is out. But I don't... So, yeah. Well, it's probably a parent company, right? I mean... Yeah, maybe. I shouldn't talk about things it's that like, I don't uh, know. It's like this company in uh, America. I think it's Touchstone or something. Every time Disney wants to make a serious fil film, uh, they make Touchstone uh, release it. Yeah. And then we know. Uh, then the general public doesn't know that it's Disney's uh, shadowy puppet master behind it. So <laughs> pulling all the strings. But anyway. Uh... I also kind of, kind of find it kind of painting that uh, only the bad guys shun him for being a pig, and yeah. all of the good guys. Are, oh, you're our hero! Please, please. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, some uh, some shunning from the 
general population would be. Uh, would yeah, be they normal, have no problem with him. I mean, at some point, my, maybe he slipped up, maybe some pirate got away and people got bitter, but this doesn't happen here. It's like uh, it's not like uh, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. He never becomes the villain. He's always the hero. Yeah. And uh, what do you think about the scene where uh, when Theo sleeps and uh, and she wakes up and sees uh, Porco Rosso's uh, real face? That could have been a lot of things. It, uh... it, I. I think maybe it was uh, his beginning to transform again. But what triggered it? Well, feel. Oh, the kiss? You mean uh, she has this no. idea that if she kisses him... Uh... Yeah, but this was and before. She, and she ends up kissing him at the end, and if he turns yeah. back at the end, well, that's interesting. Yeah, he did, I think, at least. Yeah. All the hints are leading to it. But... Uh... Yeah. So does Miyazaki have a thing for pigs, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I Probably. mean, uh, in Spirited Away, um, Shihiro's parents are turned into pigs. And in Mononoke Hime, um, like one of the tribes is like this boar tribe. And they're very prominent. Uh, I can't think of any other pigs off the top, top of my head, but. Yeah, there's probably some. <laughs> yeah, it was just a fault. I don't know. Yeah, I think um, I think uh, Miyazaki just wanted to make a flying movie about uh, yeah <laughs> about Europe, and then uh, he came across this uh, this manga and pitched this idea, and he probably got a green light for it. It's probably easier to sell this idea than to sell a story about uh, a girl who gets uh, spirited away to uh, <laughs> some fantasy world and her parents are turned into pigs. Yeah. I'm just saying. Probably. Uh, and did you know where he, uh, where he was based off? They're in uh, Croatia. Yeah, uh, it's in the Adriatic Sea, so it's the sea between yeah. Italy and uh, what's it called, Balticum or? Yeah, no, no. Uh, Balkan. No. What are those countries called? It's one. Of, it's one of the two. Yeah. Um... And it doesn't really matter, but it's like. Uh... Yeah, Balticum is uh, Eastland. No, so but... it's Balkan then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, it doesn't matter. It's like Serbia, Croatia, all of yeah, Slovenia, yeah, all, all, all of these uh, countries. Yeah. Along the coast. And they they move around quite a bit too, without being too specific of their location. Yeah, Milan. Because Gina is uh, French, obviously. Yeah. So I would have thought she was based somewhere near. Corsica or something, but uh, probably not because that's quite a distance to cover. Yeah. And I didn't check, you don't, but. Uh, you don't have a sense of time in the movie, so. 
I didn't check. How long they are flying? Yeah. There was there wasn't there was definitely not a Japanese person singing uh, <laughs> singing that French song. I can guarantee you that. Or I'm not gonna guarantee. I might be mistaken, but I would guess there wasn't because it didn't sound. It sounded very French. Yeah. And uh, the man in charge of the music is uh, as regular, Joe Hisaishi. So uh, we all know him. Oh yeah, he comes out, comes around for a tea twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whoa. We're on first name terms. I know him very well. Can I please join you? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Good, good, good. I'll introduce you. Uh, but anyway, I think that probably wraps things up. Uh, disappointing, I guess, is my <laughs> final verdict. But uh, I guess we need to... Uh, I think it's something that was required to see anyway, so... Uh, yeah. When uh, you make move, uh, when you make so many good movies, I guess there's some stinkers. Well, I wouldn't call it stinker. It's not like a six movie or something. Well, I call it's, it. It's uh, yeah, but it's like when you uh, watch a series, you're gonna have a lot of stinkers, and uh, well, yeah, this 95% is maybe... of all anime are stinkers in my book. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're too hard on the ratings. I don't think I am. I mean, like, five should be average. Yeah. That would be Aramanga Sensei. Uh, no. <laughs> because Aramanga Sensei does a lot of things wrong, but it has probably a high budget production team, so it, <laughs> it gets the animation right, it gets the music right, and it gets a few other things right, but then what the fuck are we watching? And why are <laughs> why is this? And of course they're not related by blood, but anyway, that's so fan. Um, yeah, we should end it there. Yeah, yeah, probably we're getting into a lot of uh, deep stuff. Yeah, enjoy your Easter. So um, yeah, happy holidays. <laughs>